spelling out the myths, misinformation, and BS in the wellness industry. This is the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. Here's your host, holistic pharmacist, supplement expert, Big Mouth, Dr. Neil Smoller. Broadcasting from the most famous small town in America, it's the podcast that pulls back the curtain on the natural products industry, the wellness industry, and tells you what's real and what's not. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are, episode 95, the COVID vaccine extravaganza, part one. Yes, another two-parter. We have so (laughs) much to talk about, and we just have to split this up into multiple episodes. So I'm here with Dana, as you've heard. Hi, Dana. Hey, Neil. Hi. So before we get started and get into the episode, I just have to say I've missed everybody, of course. We missed two weeks of podcast. Very uncharacteristic of me. Uh, normally, that's only in dire emergencies. And let me tell you, the past two weeks have been dire emergencies. Uh, yeah. We've missed out because of all the stuff we're going to talk about today. So i got a moment here. It's Sunday. It's not uh, Friday. We're the Sunday before this episode comes out. Got a moment here to catch my breath. I feel a little bit more energetic. I've got a couple power naps in me now. So I'm going to loop you back in. Um, the site is live, drneilsmoller.com or drneil.co. I've been using a lot, but drneilsmoller.com. That's where the blog and the podcast live now. So please go visit. But that site's a bit of a mess because we had all these intentions to get it live by January 1st or 7th or whatever the date was, and then fix it by January 15th. But now that's totally out the window because... COVID vaccines got dropped on pharmacies laps this week, (laughs) or I should say two weeks ago now. And uh, yeah, so we've been uh, basically immunizing folks in the community and, uh, you know, essentially like dealing with the, the kind of chaos here with with this kind of vaccine rollout. So I felt Mm. like the best thing to do to get you kind of caught up is to walk you through the first, I would say 72 to you know, three days to five days of this whole thing. And, and you just hear the behind the scenes and, and Dana, who's our producer, of course, and podcast co-host, she, uh, she's been running the clinics with me. So she's been Mm. really spreading her wings and helping me out here. So let's talk about what happened. So, uh, yeah, so I, I personally, and I've been saying this in our podcasts and webinars that I didn't think I'd be immunizing people until late February or March, you know? Yeah, these really came out of nowhere and it's been really exciting. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone is like a buzz about it. You know, I was telling you off mic that all of my friends, parents who are, you know, in the age group that are eligible to be vaccinated now are all trying to get the inside scoop. And I yeah. tell them the same thing. You know, you just have to keep your eyes peeled for when the sign up sheet is emailed to you. Yeah, I mean, it's this really great time because it represents the end of something, you know, and it's this Mm -hmm. and, you know, from a personal and professional fusion of everything I've ever wanted, this is it, right? So being able to be agile and innovative as an entrepreneur, deliver these vaccines like I'm a freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger in a crappy 90s movie delivering the (laughs) cure, you know, like to end a crappy action movie uh, and then have people crying, telling us how grateful they are that we were able to do this for them because now they can see their grandkids or da, 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 and all the wonderful stories. It's been this great, amazing period. It's been crazy hectic to try to figure this all out. And then, and then there's also all the negative energy and I can't wait to talk about like, Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so great. So, um, (laughs) so 
I wasn't expecting this at all. As I said, like this came out of left field, us being able to do this this early. Um, but I should have known because in New York, we were in priority group 1A. And 1A was the healthcare professionals that work on the front line in the hospitals and the long-term care facilities. Um, we should definitely loop back and talk about uh, CVS and Walgreens totally blowing it. And I'm going to make yeah. a note right now to make sure that we talk about that. Um, so, but, you know, 1A was this exclusive group. I didn't want pharmacies to be on that group. I know a lot of healthcare practices were trying, like there was somebody that was like, I'm a, I'm a, I use magic crystals to heal people. And like, <laughs> I'm essential. I'm like, no, no, no. Like we need to take a seat and let those folks get the doses, you know, all mm -hmm. of us, you know, even pharmacists. But then all of a sudden, you know, in New York, it got opened up to pharmacies. Uh, 1A got expanded to pharmacies, anybody that would help out with the vaccination effort or uh, their pharmacy staff. And we're like, great. We celebrated. I, I made everybody go the next day to uh, one of our local medical practices, offered doses directly to me. Um, all eight of us that worked the floor got vaccinated and we're like, oh, wow, that was great. Surprise, surprise. Well, if I had known, <laughs> they were dosing us up because they wanted us to help. <laughs> and, and I didn't really put two and two together until like maybe week two of doing the immunization. So just last week. And, um, and then basically that next Friday, so January 5th, we were immunized. The next Friday, Cuomo's doing his press conference and says, okay, we're going to 1B and the pharmacies are going to help. <laughs> and, and we're and, and and like I just remember the text messages going back and forth in all the group and it was like what <laughs> what did he just say did he we just are? say pharmacies like we haven't heard anything about this what is what does that mean and uh, you know we've been gearing up and you know they've been sending the Department of Health has been excellent in sending out like oh make sure you're registered and do this and do that and all these different groups are trying to help out and um so we didn't really hear anything else beyond that. So it was the, the the conference on Friday, then crickets all day Saturday. Then all of a sudden on Sunday, we get this email, pre-book your doses now or die, essentially is what it said. It's like, <laughs> we need you to get your orders in right now. You got three hours, get them in. And so we all rushed to our computers and I got a little crazy. I was like, give me 3000 doses. And <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, whatever. And so then as I'm doing that, I pretty much have been running off of the cortisol from that moment for the past three weeks, because I just remember my entire being changed at that point, because I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to get 3000 doses. I'm going to be able to administer 3000 doses. And how that's like half of Woodstock. I, I'm going to be able to really do something here and change change the trajectory of this thing. Right. And mm. then I was like, oh, crap, I got to immunize 3000 people. How the heck do I do that? Now, I've immunized 50 people at a time, but that's like a long term care facility. And, and, you know, like all the paperwork was pretty much done in advance. This is start to finish mass immunization clinics, and I've never done them before. And I had decided that I didn't want to do what a lot of pharmacies are doing, which is to incorporate the COVID vaccines into the workflow. Sort of like right now, if you want a flu shot, you just go into a pharmacy and you say, I want a flu shot. And then you just get in line basically. And then when the pharmacist is ready, they give you your shot and you hang out and that's it. And because I just didn't want that burden. Imagine us having hundreds of doses in the fridge and then people just standing outside like a bunch of zombies waiting for a dose, right? I that just, would have been a nightmare. That would have because been... for the listeners, you know, Neil's Pharmacy is not that big. It's it's fine no. for a pharmacy, but not yeah. for no, what we ended up doing. It's a post-it stamp. Like, just wait till my wholesale business starts and we try to do it out of that freaking, you know, treehouse that we have, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to add the... 
uh, the vaccines to this whole mix. So I decided that I didn't want to do that. So I've got a great relationship with the local town supervisor. So my the where I live and where my business is, I called them both and I said, listen, I might get these doses. I'm going to be running mass vaccination clinics. Can we use some public space? And they, of course, are like, sure, we'll donate the space because the more people vaccinated, the more people will go to restaurants and come to town and all of that other stuff and life can get back to normal. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was great. And so we're all excited and, and happy. And then we find out, so again, nothing for a day. And then all of a sudden, Monday night, I get an email that says, hey, you're going to get 100 doses tomorrow. <laughs> so in between basically Friday, where they're like, you're going to be a part of this solution to Sunday, where it's finally like order or die. And then Monday, <laughs> hey, get ready. Here's 100 doses. I'm like, well, 100 is a good place to start, I guess. It's not 3,000, but let's let's go. You know, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I have to now create this whole process in this immunization clinic. And I, I essentially had to stand up a website. We had to make a web page. Because, right, because we have all these people that want, want to get their shot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, how, how do we notify people, right? So my initial instinct was to say, well, listen, I've got 100 doses and how many 75 plus patients do we have? Because when they expanded to 1B in New York at that time, and so this is, again, Friday to Monday, this is how fast this changed. So Friday to Monday, 1B was 75 plus just age related. And then some essential workers that they were defining as like educators and, and stuff like that. Right. I didn't even pay right. attention to that because I was just like focused on 75 plus. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to get hundred doses. How many people are 75 plus that I take care of? And it comes out as 400. So my initial like messaging was like, listen, I'm getting doses, but I have a, I have 400 people I need to take care of right now. So I'm going to make sure that they all get their doses. And then as soon as those people are taken care of, I'm going to open it up to the general public that's what all the pharmacists thought we were supposed to do. And that's because that's what we've done in the past. Whenever there's been something like this and we have to prioritize, we're managing our docket of patients. You know, if I have a couple thousand people that I care for, it makes more sense for me to worry about those folks than Ulster County or, or some other doctor's office does. Right. right. So, uh, but I guess that was against the, the, the verbiage that we were using very early on. Again, we're, we're, we're trying to like launch this right away. So I'm like, I'm uh, my patients only for right now, uh, sign up here if you, uh, or we're not doing a wait list. I was even saying at that time, like, uh, you know, we'll let you know when, when we'll have doses because we got put on this big website where like, oh, Neil has got doses. And like, so it's just like this crazy hectic, like scramble of a, like, we got to get some verbiage out there. So we put up the website that says my patients only, and here's how it's going to work. And we're going to do this clinic over at the, um, senior center. So then one of the things that I was most stressed and panicked about on Monday morning while we were working uh, was what this means for pharmacies. Um, imagine like all of a sudden 1,200 pharmacies in New York out of the 5,000 come online with having doses and there are 30 million people in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And how many millions of people? Probably 7 million, I think. We're in the 75 plus group, right? And they all want doses, right? So what does that mean? That means that they have to call each of the facilities. And that's what the state was saying was that we're going we're gonna to have a, a website that lists your practice and then it's going to have your phone number and then people are going to call you and see if you have doses. So now think, <laughs> think about that, right? So, so, so <laughs> what a nightmare. I have, I have friends that said we were getting one call a minute and, oh my God. and like phone systems were crashing. Uh, because they couldn't handle the volume of calls that were coming in. 
Um, and this is all happening within that first, like, again, like this is like 36 hours essentially after I ordered. Right. Mm. And uh, so we're trying to kind of get our hands around it and, you know, come up with these kinds of systems and stuff. And that was the biggest stressor to me is that I didn't want my staff to then, because they got their butts kicked at the beginning of COVID. Right. Like the, 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 we, had to do triple the amount of work to do the same stuff, you know? And so I didn't want it to have it again because we just finally got to this great place. So like, how do I create this system that can be efficient and easy and fun? You know, that was another thing. It's like, I want to make sure that people understand this is a freaking celebration that this is happening this early and we get to be a part of it, you know? Mm. So by the end of the day, Monday, we know that we're getting doses. So now it's time to turn on this, this clinic. So I, during the day, Monday, I was like, I I stuck one of my technicians on the phone. I said, okay, call, start calling the sickest of the patients that are on the 400 list. She called 12 people and it took three hours. That's bananas. Can you go into any sort of detail as to what took that long because you have told me that before now and I'm still not quite sure why were was she waiting for callbacks I don't understand what took so long so we have we have the idea that we're waiting we have to get in touch with these folks right so then there's people calling back then there's the whole like people at the time again they didn't realize what was going on they were kind of like blindsided they're like oh well I I don't know if I should be getting the vaccine should I be getting the vaccine and then we, what we found is a lot of people were still asking some of the very basic questions about the vaccine that, in my opinion, should have been answered because we were all staring at the TV screen. Right? They've right. all seen that I've done these webinars that have all the, the answers, right? And every media outlet has been talking about the side effects and the risks and all of this stuff pretty extensively. But there mm-hmm. were people still kind of going through that. So then we had to like kind of you know litigate every single vaccine and kind of convince people that they need to do this, right? And then the data collection, getting all of their information. And, and, and really it was such a, uh, an effort. I said, we, we just can't do this, right? We, we can't do this. So we have to just change it from this priority where it's our patients and just say, first come first serve as, as the, as the like contract with the state says, right. And like, so we just need to do this. So the verbiage didn't change on my website. But the but our our policies did so about forty percent of the people that came to the first clinic forty out of the one hundred I'd never taken care of in my life you know, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that we got the doses used up and so so we now now we I understand that there's all these kind of so if you think about it so we have the stress of the phone volume all of a sudden increasing 10x, then we have the logistical nightmare of trying to get this done correctly. So so we start to kind of piece together what really needs to happen. So I start to make like a a multi-layer approach. So I decide that we're not going to take phone calls about this. So this is going to unfortunately go 100% into email. And so our phone message changes to, hey, we're not talking about this. <laughs> so you have to go to my website. Now, here's the thing that I'm most upset about out of this whole thing. Not any of the haters, not of the negative energy. I'm upset that nobody knows how to spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing for 10 years in this freaking community and 15 otherwise. And I've got a website. I've got all of this stuff. And they're like, how do you spell Neil? I'm like, I'm going to choke you. Like, I'm going to choke you. <laughs> like, what's going on here? What are you talking about? Like, you, do you want to get on my, I'm on naughty list. You're not going to get a vaccine. No, it's like, what <laughs> hurt my feeling. So um, we, the, the, the craziest part 
uh, because a lot of people are like, oh, so like what's so difficult? The craziest part is the spelling of my name. So drneil.co slash vax. That's the website, right? That's where we're kind of funneling everybody through. And so I have to spell it four times on this phone message and do it really slow. D-R-N-E-A-L dot C-O slash V-A-X. And people are like front slash hyphen backslash. Like they don't know how to do that. Right. So my staff, you should hear them like probably 10 times a day. They're still spelling out the, the URL, you know, for people. Hi. Yeah. And so, so that's actually been probably the most stressful part of the whole thing. But, um, so we set up this phone message to kind of screen people out and eliminate the phone calls. We pushed everybody over to our website. The website became this, this kind of uh, frequently asked question uh, page that talks about like, what do you, what do you do um, if you want a dose? What do you do if you reserve a spot? How, you know, what do you, I need to know about the COVID vaccine? Um, all of that stuff kind of in one spot. So that way we can eliminate all of this. Um, but what we also realized in this first like 72 hours is how much of a bad idea it is to immunize 75 plus via the community. Right. Um, mm because most of these folks don't have computers or email addresses or pay attention to them like we do, right? So I'm constantly right. checking my email. They're not if they have email, right? Uh, most of them don't have computers. And, and so the state requires all residents to fill out a form once they have an immunization date scheduled because they want to track the data. So, so no matter what, there's some sort of computer involvement. Almost all of the systems are online uh, appointment scheduling type things. And it's just this huge barrier, right? And so we're trying to do the right thing. We want our people, especially the, you know, I've got 90 year olds that, that, you know, like don't, you can't even like see anymore. And like, how yeah. do I, how do I take care of them? And the amount of work and effort it takes to field all the phone calls and try to make sure everybody's taken care of. It's, it's been, as I said, there's a lot of positive, but it's been like the, the also the, like the worst period of my professional career from just the straight up volume of stuff that we have to deal with. So I think it's been a bad idea to roll this out to folks so early. The 75 plus should have been National Guard or uh, at least the Departments of Health via mass immunization clinics in communities all across the state that people got bust to and all you need is your ID to show up and show your ID and get your shot. And then the, the, the piece that um, I'm kind of glossing over here is that Friday's the announcement for the pharmacies. Saturday is nothing. Sunday is order stuff. Monday is you're getting doses and Tuesday, which is the day that I'm saying, okay, now book your appointment. We we're now, we've now expanded 1B from 75 plus to 65 plus. So right. in, our, in our county alone, we, we doubled the amount of people that could get the vaccine from like 14,000 to like 34,000. Jeez. <laughs> right. And we didn't even take oh, care of those God. 75 plus folks. And so there's people at the counter going, well, it's, well, 1B is now 65 plus. I can get a vaccine. And I was literally saying, I don't have time. I'm focusing on 75 plus because that's what I intended. I've only got 100 doses period. And then the next one will go to 65 plus, right? And um, so it was this crazy explosion of everybody wanting the dose, not knowing if they want the dose, the phones ringing off the hook, people wanting answers, people getting angry. And this is the big part is that the energy got all weird, right? So, mm -hmm. so 
at the beginning of COVID, one of the things that we helped people out with was this idea of coping with COVID, right? Um, right. The isolation, the despair, the confusion, all of that kind of sadness and hopelessness, right, is what we were trying to deal with. And, and we were trying to help people with acceptance, you know, make sure that uh, you are paying attention to the right now, finding good perspective in this, helping your neighbor, leading in your community. So now we're at the end of it. And we've got the antidote. We've got the end of the movie. The answer is right there, right? And mm -hmm. so now people's frustrations and anxieties around the process, am I eligible, trying to fight for a dose, turns into anger and negativity. Yeah. And so we then we have like that. Then it becomes very, very like clawy and scratchy type things. So um, we have we have a lot of that to deal with. So so not only are we feeling lots of questions and, and having the volume, but then people are getting very bitey. So here's an, a little behind the scenes. So the first hundred doses, we then do a one day clinic at uh, the community center. And my goal with this is to make it a celebration. As I said, I borrowed Dana's mom's bell. And every time somebody got a vaccine, we rang a bell and everybody cheered and clapped, right? And that's what we made everybody do. And mm -hmm. then, uh, and that's what's helped. People were happy. They were celebrating. It was nice and chill. I mean, we did it over eight hours, a hundred doses over eight hours. And yeah. that was a really slow pace for us. We were just kind of like hanging out, right? And on the other side, though, is the folks that heard, hey, Neil had 100 doses. He's giving 100 doses. And I'm a good customer. How dare you? And all of that, like coming out with like the raining fire, you know, on the mm -hmm. staff. So the staff like took notes of all of the folks that were saying the, the negative stuff, right? So I could call them and have a conversation with them one at a time, like I'm a politician and saying, listen, I want you to know exactly what was going on. You know, I want you yeah. to know where where I'm coming from and what I have to do and, and, and why it happened. And that's one of the things that's making it hard is that people are seeing other people get the shot instead of cheering on the fact that we're so freaking close way ahead of schedule. They're going, well, why not me? And it reminds me of like kids in kindergarten, you know, where you got the jealousy, they're cutting in line. And, you know, we see twits like Marco Rubio and all these like politicians that are like inciting riots at the Capitol and have been anti-mask and anti-science this whole time. And they're getting their doses, right? And oh, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. And it's and so that's where the energy is right now. And that's why mm -hmm. we've been doing such a like uh con like some concerted effort at making this a much more positive experience for everybody, uh, to make sure that we're celebrating it. And every time I announce a clinic, this is awesome. So, you know, we uh basically we wrapped up that hundred doses and then we had to like decompress and figure out what we did wrong, what we did right to make it a stronger, bigger, bigger, better clinic and hope to God we got doses because there was no guarantee um, right. that we were going to get doses. So, you know, when I made my second announcement, we got doses, I, you know, it's reminding people, listen, this is a, this is a miracle, right? we have to kind of like thank, you know, our lucky stars that we have this. So let's be positive, even if you don't get a spot. Um, so one of the things that then happened um, was the, the the Trump administration's lies kind of came to the surface. So oh, our, that. Ooh, God, yeah. I was like, they it just it's not stopping like they're gone and they're still screwing us over. How? I, I don't know. It's like evil genius level stuff. Right. 
it's in unreal. Like now at this point, we know that there was no vaccine distribution plan. They were BSing us the entire time. But the reason I believe that the CDC expanded to 65 plus and New York followed suit along with all these other states was that we had this idea that there was a cache of vaccine that was going to get released. Right. Mm-hmm. So they basically announced we're going to release it. The CDC says 65 plus and then New York says 65 plus, And then we find out it's a huge lie. And there isn't. And now we have to backtrack because like, for example, in my county, they scheduled a bunch of people for doses that they thought they were going to get and then never ended up getting. So now what happens when you cancel a bunch of appointments is that you have a bunch of angry people. Right. And Mm -hmm. and then when you try to reschedule those same folks, they're sharing the links. Right. So they're not (laughs) they're not saying, you know, it's like this is just for you. Um, This is for your appointment. You you had an appointment scheduled. So we want to do the right thing and make sure you get your, your follow-up appointment, uh, you know, you, because now we have doses. Well, people are like spreading that with their friends <laughs> and sharing it all around. And like, uh, so the, so then like these County departments of health are, you know, are trying to deal with all of this chaos too. Right. Because we don't have the doses. Right. And we thought we did. So, so I was actually shocked that in my second week I got 200 more doses because of all of this news kind of breaking that we don't have as much as we thought we did. Right. And so um, let me just see. I just want to make sure I I touched on everything from the first week because it was such, I mean, like you guys can hear it in my voice, the chaos. (laughs) Your energy is even more frenetic than usual. Yeah. It's, it's like all over the place. Like I just kind of trying to think through this nightmare that's been the past three weeks. It's been pretty nuts. And so I guess we can kind of like go back to the negative energy stuff because I think that's important for this first part, right? Is so what happened on the negative energy side? So we announced that we have doses on social media because I'm like, that's probably the best way for us to fill this clinic up since we don't have an infrastructure in place. So on my phone message, I say, Hey, we got doses, go to drneal.co slash vax. And on social media, I said, sign up now. The spots are going to go quick. And then it starts getting spread that I have doses. And then all the the jamokes on freaking Facebook start getting upset because they're not getting a dose. One, one woman referred to me as a racist and saying that I was having like a whites only clinic, which was very interesting to see based on, you know, like my response to that was like, you obviously don't know who I am or what I'm about. Right. And uh, yeah, well, we both responded to her because I I reread your original post and I was like, I think you're just a little too wrapped up in your own personal anger because there's no mention of race anywhere. How did you jump to that conclusion? And I, you know, like I said, I think she was just, you know, has just tunnel vision, which is very easy after the past year we had, but mm-hmm. she was way out of line. And I was just like, girl, oh. you, you got to calm down. You'll get your shot. Just she, not right now. Well, she flagged me on a COVID in a, inequity map. <laughs> so Village Apothecary, I think, is currently on a COVID inequity map, again, despite what's going on. Stuff that I'll, I'll share at a later date, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. not right now. Um, but anyway, so, and I, I well, my response to her was like, you know, check that crap at the door because you don't know who you're talking to and like, you don't know me and like, and like, that's a BS card to throw around. Like, that's not the one you want to use, you know? Yeah. If you feel like I was wrong in saying just my patients, then say that. And, and that's where a lot of people, angry Woodstockers were kind of coming out of the woodwork saying, well, you know, I, um, I'm not one of his patients. That's not fair. Right. And, and so then a few folks called this department of health on us. And then the department of health called me and said, you know, that's against, so technically that's against the contract. You shouldn't be doing that. Obviously we want you to take care of 
anybody who's high risk. So please keep going. Right. But change mm-hmm. the verbiage. And he was like, when can I expect that change? I'm like, oh, I did it while we were talking. <laughs> and he's like, that's literally the fastest this happened because I guess, you know, that's what that guy's job was, was to call all the practices that were saying our patients only because there was right. hundreds of them. And, uh, and he's like, that's literally the fastest turnaround I've ever had. So, so we, uh, so again, like we hastily threw the thing up saying our patients only, but we never, ever, ever only did our patients. We prioritized towards our patients, realized that was a nightmare and just said, fill this clinic up. 40 people out of the hundred were um, not our patients. And then the verbiage then changed to say, of course, first, first come first serve. But so then I had to then deal with my patients who are like, well, I've been coming to you for 10 years. Like everybody was, was uh, bringing out their their uh, receipts from 2010 and like, here, here, look, look, this is, I bought vitamin C from you in 2010. You know, I'm a great customer. And I'm like, I agree. And I appreciate the support, but here's what you have to understand. Like, this is not me, you know, this isn't my decision. This is the way that the system is. So there are going to be people that I don't care for, uh, not like emotionally, but I don't like physically (laughs) care for um, getting the shot before you. And that's something that you have to be okay with. So then there was all this messaging that I had to do to make sure people understood. Because one of the things that I found here was that uh, as is typical with something so hectic and um, fast uh, uh, developing, rapid development type stuff, uh, people just start gossiping and start talking, right? And then the negative stuff gets out and it kind of gets out of control. So it's like I had to make official formal responses to the claims that I was prioritizing my patients, to the claims that I wasn't taking care of my patients, right? So I had to like make these responses so that way people could see my words and know exactly what it was. And basically after that, it was like, bite me. You know, if, you know, the, you know, I've had the interesting thing from this is that I've made connections with lots of really um, high level politicians uh, through this whole thing, because they're very happy with what we're doing and how we're helping the community. And the advice that I've been asking is, well, how do you deal with this? Because in a business, it's always a subset of the wider population, right? So I don't take care of everybody in Woodstock. I have, you know, a couple thousand patients. There's 6,000 people in, in Woodstock and there's a bunch of people around the area, right? Um, you know, we have a much wider national audience, but even then that's still a very small subset of the whole population. When you're dealing with a public service like this, it's literally every single person. Right. And so you're always going to have that nonsense. I always remember going to town board meetings when I was young and trying to be active and listening to the crap that the supervisors had to take and just listening to the dumb stuff that people come up with. Right. And how do you sit there and take that and, and have people trashing you constantly? And they don't really know about the situation. So like, that's the advice that I've been going for. And of course we all know what to do. It's like, F the haters, right? So ignore them, right? It doesn't matter. But mm. we say that, but like in practice, how do you really do that? Because there's a lot of really interesting things that happen, like people that you trust, people that know you, then all of a sudden like take these weird, you know, uh, routes with how it's being handled, right? So it's like, what's the grounding statement? What statement? So you 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 hit a frustrating thing or you hear uh, uh, something that's negative. So what do you do to make sure that everybody's clear, right? And so like, can you say it in a positive, inspirational way uh, to make sure everybody's clear? And then how do you reset yourself and ground yourself uh, uh, after that? You know, and that's that it was difficult. And and um, so that was, uh, you know, one of the, the hardest things is to say, 
listen, you people that are just jealous because you weren't in that elite bunch of folks, the top 0.5% people in the entire world to get the doses the first week, you then complained, which then put me in jeopardy for not being able to do the doses, right? And that's what was most upsetting to me is like, I'm a helper. I'm trying to get these doses and get this in people's arms. And I kept feeling like, listen, somebody's got to do it. Somebody has to rise to the occasion. Somebody has to make it so this happens. And then all of the negativity was like, almost felt like intentionally tripping me up. It's kind of like that meme where the dude sticks the the, the stick in his own spokes, but it's somebody else doing that to me, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, so like, that's what was so difficult through that whole process is like processing the negative energy, understanding it's going to be there because of just where everybody's like heads are at. Right. And then, and then like being able to like make the formal statement. So people knew exactly what's going on in my mind and then um, kind of uh, grounding myself emotionally and just not getting attached to any of that stuff. So that's been a very interesting part of it. And I'll say on the other side of it, that um, the positive stuff has been overwhelming. Um, Dana has been to two clinics now, right? Yes. So I want to just give people an insight into like how, what the energy is like at the clinic. Well, it's just really positive. There's a lot of relief. Like the relief of all of this is just like hanging over all of us. And that's, you know, obviously a good thing. There's been like a little bit of nerves, you know, we've definitely had to field a few questions. The main one being uh, that I've answered anyway is what's in it. And I'm like, you know, there's five ingredients, like three of them. Nobody's, you know, allergic to it. Like, don't worry. There's no latex. There's no mercury. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, just gratitude. You know, one of my former teachers, my um, my orchestra instructor in high school was practically in tears because she hasn't seen her kids. And also her husband has a, like a an affliction. I can't really remember what it was, but basically his hands are starting to curl in on themselves and the surgery is really painful, but there's an alternative with stem cells that a friend is conducting in Florida. And now because they're getting their shot, they're going to be able to go to Florida so he can get this treatment and hopefully get motion back in his hands. And the two of them were just so grateful. And it was such a wonderful feeling to be a part of that. And like for me personally, that has been my overarching thing. Like I was obviously grateful to now qualify, you know, like I've gotten my first shot in the series of two, but more than that, being able to be a part of getting life back on track for everyone is so satisfying. This is like the most tangible thing I think I've ever been a part of. So I owe you so much gratitude for that. And also it's just great to, you know, just to be part of the helping. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen so many happy tears. It's really wonderful. Yeah. And so in order to do these clinics, I mean, obviously I can't do this on my own. Right. So I did a hundred doses over eight hours and that was a slow pace. And we had, I needed volunteers and I can't just have community-based volunteers, like say the County does, because I'm going to screw this up and I need people that have my back that can help me out that I know I can depend on that will like uh, adjust for any screw ups that I have. So I've been asking family and friends and like our people that work for us. So like literally the first day I've got my mother-in-law, my father-in-law and my auntie (laughs) are there helping. And so that was really great because then everybody's just pouring out their emotions about how great this is. 
I got called a hero a billion times, right? And, you know, because uh, people were really happy that we were able to kind of do this for them. And so, you know, lots of love all around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that it was, I mean, again, pinnacle of my professional career. If you go back to when Neil's a 14-year-old pharmacy nerd, right? I'm like, I'm really into healthcare. I want to be a pharmacist. I'm working at the pharmacy in town. And I want to be a pharmacist. Like what I saw was I saw one of my mentors owned a business and he was making good money and he lived the life that he wanted. Right. And then, and, and he didn't have bosses and he wasn't the chain nonsense. Right. And then I have another pharmacist mentor who is the respected guy in the town. Everybody's looking to him for his advice. Everybody knows him. He's got deep roots in the community. And I'm like, all of that. That's what I want it to be. Right. And so, you know, I've always had great relationships with people, um, but really like, how do I take it to the Neil level? Right. And, and I feel like being able to provide people these vaccines and being able to like turn on all the, the, you know, like uh, energy and like ADD and the, 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 intestinal fortitude to the max to make sure that this gets done for people. And then seeing all of this stuff, like that's, it's, it's the, the, the highlight of my professional career. This is everything that I've ever wanted as a pharmacist and as a, as a friggin' person, you know, from a professional standpoint. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's really been that awesome. So then it makes me work harder. So then, so we, my thought is, is like, listen, if we get a hundred doses and we can prove that we got rid of them real quick, maybe they'll give us more and sure as crap, guess what happened? We ended up getting 200 doses the next week. So then I say, I'm going to bite off more than I can chew because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to do the 240 doses and I'm going to do them in six hours. Yeah. Oh, that's, (laughs) oh my God. I don't think I got up out of bed after I went home. (laughs) And so um, in case anybody's wondering, like most vaccine clinics at fast capacity, they're doing uh, the, the vaccinator themselves is doing one person every 10 minutes. I was doing one person every minute and a half. (laughs) <laughs> and I was providing the same level of care, a, a much better uh, experience, everybody's told me, than anything that they've seen before, and and very thorough. So we had a team that was screening people. I was pre-screening them the night before, looking at all the, the, the registrations and everything like that. So we went in, looked ready to rock, right? And so I'm like, I'm going to do this. Um, when I tell people that I did 240 by immunizations are like, whoa, that was like with three immunizers, right? Right. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's me. So it was this big undertaking. And I said, listen, let's try to get all of these doses out to people because I think we'll be rewarded for it. Well, we were. So, um, you know, not to spoil it, but this week coming up, we were getting 700 doses. Yeah. <laughs> So, so this has been like an exponential ramping up into this kind of crazy level where we're potentially, uh, we're not potentially where we're definitely getting more doses than the County health department. Yeah. And that's an incredible thing to me. And, and so this, like, so then putting the last two, two weeks now into perspective, right. Um, you know, we acted quickly. We got the hate and the hate is, you know, again, I was upset because I'm like, listen, this is the wrong time to do that because I'm rising to the occasion. Last week, I was the only practice besides the Department of Health to get any doses. So the only, we were the only ones. So we were 
the people that got the doses last week from any private practice um, were either from the week before or from us, and that's it. And now moving forward, I think that's happening again. And now we're going to be able to get this this much. So because of our effort, um, because we didn't trip when all of those folks were trying to trip us up, we're now mm-hmm. getting 700 doses. And my wait list right now is only 1,200 people. So we'll be able oh. to crush the list hopefully by next week, you know, and then start to go into some of the like bigger, bigger projects. So, yeah, so it was really interesting. And, and, you know, one of my, my favorite social media posts this past week was, uh, I just talking about like, how did you pick the first 100? Cause that was a question that came up. Well, how did that person get picked and not me? So I just basically said, I started with any of my patients that give me weed. And then I, I only had to fill in 24 more spots <laughs> and, uh, you know, just to kind of break the ice because, uh, you know, obviously I was just, you know, as, as I've said in my statements and kind of went through, like we were just kind of peppering everybody. And the interesting thing that the energy is also swinging in this really weird direction. So we have the haters, uh, who are now like checked. I think everybody's kind of understands where my head was at. You know, I've been saying consistently in my messaging is this is the pinnacle of my professional career. There's nothing I want more to be able to give people this freedom, right? Like Mm. this is my opportunity. I can't wait to immunize 10,000 people just myself personally, right? I want, I want this to be my goal, right? So then everybody's energy is kind of shifted a little bit around that. And they're not kind of upset. They're just a little frustrated that maybe they're not getting in, you know, last week or the week before, but they're, they're, they get what I'm trying to do. So then you have all the cheerleaders in the middle, right? And those mm-hmm. folks have been tremendous. It's 99% of people. So you got a half percent on one side. And then on the other half percent, you've got this like sucking up group. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually I had to fall into that one. No, like I had to tell people like, you can't give me that gift because <laughs> it looks weird. Like, please don't give me like people are, are dropping stuff off to the store that I haven't vaccinated yet. And I'm like, I can't accept this because I don't want people to think <laughs> that I'm getting bribed for COVID vaccine because I was yes. certainly, I am not a politician. I am not cheap. I will take thousands of dollars. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> like, I think that, um, I, it's just not, um, it's just not cool. Right. It's not, it's not a, uh, a cool thing. So we have like, and then we have people that are like, I I'm, you know, even after the fact. So now we're 10 days of the 14 out of this idea that you have to, I'm prioritizing towards my 400 people, right? Mm-hmm. There's people that are like, I just bought vitamin D. Can I get my shot now? Or I'm going to transfer, <laughs> I'm going to transfer my prescription that I get filled every 14 years to your store. I don't need it yet. I'll need it another seven years. Um, can I get my shot now? You know, so we have like that weird end there and it, it's making it, it makes it very awkward, right? Yeah. And, and so it's, 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 you know, the experience and part of the reason I wanted to do this is just like, again, the behind the scenes, like what's going on with this whole process. Cause we've talked about the vaccine. We've talked about, um, you know, the safety and the efficacy and and all of that stuff. And now, now we're giving the shot and people are, they might get their shot and they might move on with their life, but not understand all this kind of chaos that we're trying to sort through. So, um, I want to, I think I'm going to wrap here and we're going to do a two-parter. So let's talk about all this other stuff in the next section, the CVS Walgreens thing. I'm going to start, I'm going to start with that and we're going to talk about the vaccine distribution, but I hope that everybody here kind of got a good sense of the hecticness and you can hear it in my, in my voice. Um, 
how crazy it's been over the past two weeks and like how emotionally draining and how, how just like crazy and, and helpful and uh, freaking positive and everything. This has been, it's been every emotion ever. Mm. And it's just been, it's been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a hell of a ride. So I hope that was like what we got down here. So um, I, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, you know, again, check out our stuff at the Dr. Neil Smoller.com website and we hope to help you along your wellness journey outside of COVID vaccines. I can't wait to stop talking about COVID. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and it's coming so very shortly. I think that based on what I'm seeing out of this president and everything, I think that we'll be done with this really, really shortly. So, um, so until next time, I want everybody to stay as healthy as possible because your dose is on its way. Take care. Take care.